0: The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American burning icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny. It's dark. It's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, we're putting them in the intro this week because they're almost beyond fixing at this point because they are rape defenders. It is inexcusable what they have done. And listening to them try to explain their way out of it makes me hate all famous people because they think that we are so fucking stupid. Stupid. That they could get on Instagram and be like, we've worked our whole lives, blah, blah. Guess what? Doesn't matter, jackass. You wrote a greeting card for a serial rapist, so he would get a shorter term. Dick.
1: And like, no one, no one forced you to do that. Like no. they like there's all these excuses of like what all this stuff is. And it's like, no one, you didn't have to do that at all. And you chose to. And that's like the bare, that's there's no
3: if, ands, or buts, as they say. They had to know that someone somewhere was going to see these letters and release them, right? Well, you know I mean, what?
1: you know what I think? I bet you they never even saw the letters. I bet the, I bet the legal team wrote it up for them and they were like, I'm not saying that they're innocent and that this isn't terrible, but wh- why do I feel like they were like, yeah, we'll write a letter, like, you write what you have to write and like didn't think anything of it. And now they're in like an absolute
3: Maelstrom. Oh, I'm so happy you used the word Maelstrom. When I saw your face forming the M, I was like, please say Maelstrom. This it's is, what other
1: this word Maelstrom. applies here. It's a it's, Maelstrom.
3: It, it really, truly is. Have you ever written one of those letters before, I by the way? Not. No, I wrote one once for someone who was going to prison for financial crimes. And I was, you know, uh, many of us who were friends with him, but also friends with his spouse wrote letters, you know, about what a wonderful husband and friend and all sorts of those things Uh, and no guilt about doing it. And I think the letters actually worked in his case because he didn't serve for very long, but he also didn't make physical contact with anyone. That's like a whole like it's like a
1: victimless. It was like a victimless crime. I'm assuming.
3: I mean, are any crimes really victimless? I mean, I guess some of them are. What qualifies? You know who I'm going to ask. Hey, Siri. God, I hate Uh you so much. Hey, Siri. What are some victimless crimes? Okay. I found this on the web for what are some victimless crimes? Check it out. Okay. Once again, Siri. I asked you what they were, not please bring me to someone I mean, and, else yeah, an article. what they are. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I could have a, just Googled this. <laughs> I am a one-step queen. I'm not going to the link that she sent. No, I ask a question. Not. If you don't answer me, fuck you. I'll never know the answer. I'll so die. Keep, I mean, here we are not again. knowing the answer. Like,
1: fool me once. Shame on you. Fool
3: me. What? This is now 17 times we've done this. Shame on us. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> fast forward to my lying about not touching the link because I did. And some victimless crimes are, I'm going to start with the most glamorous prostitution. <laughs> um, Correct. Ass- Everyone walks away <laughs> happy. <laughs> assisted suicide, which <laughs> I, I thank don't know. God we're not doing video. This is, I shouldn't be smiling <laughs> when I say the words assisted <laughs> yeah, suicide. Yeah, hey like, guys, like, assisted suicide. Yeah. Like
1: um, and also, trespassing. Like, oh, like I'm giving like a full, like uh I love Lucy to camera like, oh, like, (laughs) like, assisted suicide should not be the second thing on that list.
3: I don't think this has trespassing. I don't think trespassing is a victimless crime. I mean, it's that's like invasion of uh, privacy. If someone's trespassing in my home, I am the victim. Am I not? Yeah, you are. Recreational drug use. So I guess that means in that case, the victim. If you if, if the crime is self inflicted, they would call it a victimless crime. Got it. Drug got possession, it. Okay. Anyway. gambling, <laughs> right? Gambling, public drunkenness, public that nudity. Be, that's I a crime. <laughs> that's a
1: that's a victim. It full depends crime. If, the per, if the person's not
3: hot. Then it is a it is a victimless <laughs> crime. It's that a victim full crime. Yeah. And last Regardless, on the list okay. is the most glamorous of all, and that is homelessness. I'm so nervous. That is a, oh, that, there's a victim there. That's like, are you kidding me? Did you say you were nervous at what I was going to say the I crime was? was? Yes. That's No, crazy. I read this I actual list from something called lawinfo.com. Well, that's why. That's why, that's why it, that was that list. Um,
1: it's very bad. It's very bad. Everyone needs to take a page from these two. Anyone going to crisis, what you don't do like the number one rule is like the same day this comes out, you don't put up a video where you defend yourself that you wrote in like a fury and like in true fight or flight mode, and then try to act like that's like a good portrayal of like how you should like you know what I'm saying. And Th- that you that are video obviously
3: was... reading like you, they were both yes. clearly reading from the same app as they were recording it into their phone. And you know, I never, I never thought much of the acting abilities of either of these two performers slam, i mean they're ashton kutcher uh, and mila and mila kunis but i will say that slam. in the role of themselves yeah they're, uh, half they're of not one, half important. of one star half a wormy <laughs> apple get the fuck out you should be i mean i, I if there was a razzie for apologies ashton no, kutcher and mila be, kunis would
1: get it on it would be what is it um no contest. Like it wouldn't even be. We wouldn't even need to have a, a voting. It would just be given what to would,
3: them. What were the Razzies for? Apologies. The Azies and the Azzy goes yeah. to Mila Kunis Kutcher. Do you think that's what a driver's license says? By the way,
1: fuck. I didn't even think about that. We got to find <laughs> out.
3: Hey Siri, it's... get me uh, Mila Kunis's <laughs> driver's license. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay. I found the
1: it's. Web. Me, Mila oh Kunis's God. Drive-
3: Does She sounds like Mary Poppins, doesn't she? Yeah, it's that she doesn't sound like Adele. We know that much. Um, okay, that's a slam. I that's mean, like it's, a callback, it, a slam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> pe- everyone is losing their minds. And obviously the big elephant in the room is that the one of the victims of Danny Masterson has gone absolutely rogue and is putting all of their dirty laundry on her Instagram story. And it is so... I have like, I'm literally like the big bad wolf, like licking his lips, looking like the fucking Goldilocks. (laughs) Like, I am, or like Little Red Riding Hood, whoever the fuck, whoever the fuck the little bad, the big bad wolf eats. I'm licking my chops for like every story she posts.
3: I'm uncomfortable with how many times you said licking your chops. (laughs) I want you to listen to that when you edited it. It sounds salacious. But are you are you aware of
1: this? Like, are you following this? I don't Instagram know about story? this
3: part about one of the, the victims going on to the Kunis Kucher Instagram stories and, she, and uh, demolishing them.
1: She is Danny Masterson's girlfriend that he was dating while she while they were doing that seventy show. And she oh, so she knows the Kunis Kucher is one personally. of the victims that he was found not guilty in her case because they were dating. Oh. so now she's on a fucking war path and it's basically like hey Ashton Kutcher remember when you found a dead body in 2001 and didn't call the police and called Danny Dominic it's what? it's wild really a long time ago where he was like picking this girl up from a date and right allegedly 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 Saw through the window that she was murdered, and then like ran away scared because he was like, "Oh my god, this person was just murdered." And like testified in the trial, etc. Now I
3: remembered a little bit. He did testify in the trial of when he found a woman dead that he was supposed to go out with. Wow, felony just follows Ashton Kutcher everywhere, doesn't it? Homegirl
1: is like, I will fucking sing like a canary. Like, don't you dare take another step. And now everyone sing. If you you have a
3: tune, sing it. I mean, you're just saying like, like, don't piss me off or I'll tell everyone you're evil. Like say what he's done so he can pay for it.
1: I know I'm annoyed by her. I want her to bring it out. And then basically, obviously everyone is bringing up the fact that like Mila Kunis was 14 years old whenever she was filming that 70s show. And like, right. There's the interview on the Rosie O'Donnell show where basically he admits that they, that him and Danny Masterson had like a bet of like who was going to kiss Mila Kunis first. And she was like, I'm a child. Like, (laughs) and like, wow, it's, it's, it's really bad. They, from being like, these like tech billionaires that they are now that they don't act anymore and are just like funding companies they went from like top of the world to like bottom of the heap and 60 seconds
3: flat hey siri what's the age difference with ashton kutcher and mila kunis here's what i found from Bennett, he's 6 years older than her you can stop talking it it was a, i asked for a number and you're giving me a soliloquy i don't even it's not even a sentence it's two digits thank you 6 it's one digit so he was 20 and she was 14 that is yeah, that's, ba- that's bad <laughs> That's that's wide enough you know how, like sometimes you'll hear ages of, if it's like they're 18 and 17 you'll be like all right and you're like yes yeah, like they're right yeah like yeah, 20 yeah. and 14 is that's adult child they are the celine and renee of not, um, how dare you sitcoms first How dare you? Well, right. Also, Celine Celine and Renee were Celine was like twelve, and he was literally forty-five years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's nowhere actually the same at all. (laughs) First, you how (laughs) dared you, and then you're like, actually, it was worse with Celine. Yeah, it was like exponentially worse. Yeah. (laughs) Based on their body language from the Instagram apology that they issued, uh, a few observations: Mila Kunis. Uh, runs that relationship with an 100%. iron claw like there's absolutely no should. doubt based on does. the way they were interacting during this apology video my guess is that it was it was Ashton's idea to do this because the way she was looking at him when it was his part to very poorly read his part of his half-hearted statement. She was, she was giving him death stares. Like she was like, I cannot believe you have put me in this position. It's, I mean, it's
1: fucking wild. Like they were like, they thought they were gone, baby gone. They thought they were just on the top of the world. They had gotten their like venture capital money. They thought they were just going to ride into the sunset. And now every single Thing that they've ever done is now getting like cru- scrutinized and they are getting crucified and it is they're
3: exposed it's gonna yeah, I'm telling you I'm telling crazy. you it's gonna turn out that Ashton Kutcher killed JonBenet Ramsey I'm telling Stop. you this is how the story ends I'm not even joking I'm not even joking about it it's gonna be well everyone people are basically saying that he's
1: like the second coming of the devil like it's like it's crazy the things that people are jumping to but this is just the tip of the iceberg I feel like we got to see someone who's been heavily like PR'd their whole life. We saw a glimpse behind the curtain of who they are in real life, that they're defending their friend who is like absolutely a rapist. You can't come back from that. Like you can't come back from that.
3: The thing is they don't really have to, like it it becomes, it's it's a little nebulous because they have enough money to live comfortably for the rest of their their lives. if they want to appear like, and in, the, in an ensemble good cast people. or something, no one's going to want to work with them now. Like no. they are they are now associated with rape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I laughing at that? What is she you know, like? Well, yeah, good skin, moderately talented, associated with rape. Like this is now part it's- of their personality. And again, it's like, j- you didn't have to write this. Like why do it? But even Danny Masterson's family would have understood if Ashton and Milo were like, honestly, you have to understand we cannot we cannot give a rapist a character reference. Right, Mr. and Mrs. Well, Masterson? Well, the
1: boards are saying that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm saying this so allegedly, it's not even funny. Allegedly, allegedly. I know what's coming and you're going to be killed. that Scientology has something on Ashton Kutcher and it might have to do with that murder that he found.
3: This is our last episode. I'm going to the airport. They're going to come after us, Chris. We have to go and hide. This is 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 all over the internet.
1: I'm not, like, breaking any story. Like, this is all over the
3: internet. (laughs) Nope. Where are my valises? (laughs) God, I love that word, too. There's a real maelstrom regarding my valises. I hate you. (laughs) I do, too. I'm listening to my own voice, and I'm like, I
1: hate her. So, I mean... I mean, we could unpack this for the next three hours, but we just simply can't. We don't have time. But do you even see what
3: you did there? I talked about my valises, and you immediately said we could unpack this. Well, we certainly (laughs) could. (laughs) All right, let's talk about let's talk about something a little lighter. Let's talk about Elon Musk and Grimes naming their children. Just. I'm sorry, but idiot names, like absolute idiot names. I know they're all born billionaires, these children, so it doesn't matter. Their name could literally be like feces, pie, grimes, musk. It would not matter. They'll, they'll (laughs) still rule the world. That would be
1: better than what they are. Their names are like, well, PS, you know that the son with the first child, which I call Aeon Flux. Right. Right. (laughs) Like just like how Wendy Williams calls Dua Lipa Dula Peep. I call AE 72X, whatever the fuck it is. I call it Aeon Flux, but it's real. They call the child X, and so the fact that Twitter is now called X is like for the son.
3: Oh, I didn't and then apparently know that. the
1: daughter that they had is Exa, like E X A, which is insane.
3: And he also has a bunch of other children from previous liaisons. That he like, like He has he he adult the, children that have nothing speak to. to
1: do with him. Yeah. So the child that was born
3: recently, this most recently born child's name is Techno Mechanicus. (laughs) Repeat. She's trying to be a Kardashian.
1: She's really pulling a, a Kardashian family where like they're not together, but they continue to have children with the same man so that all their children have the same father. And then like name them insane names. And, like, think that, like, it's cool or, like, that anyone gives a fuck?
3: Well, Grimes also sounds like a Gen Z way of saying grimy anyway. Like, hey, yeah. how was that motel? Ugh, it was Chuck's Grimes.
1: You, you know that Grimes just eats buttered noodles every day? And, like, so much so that she was hospitalized and the doctor was like, please eat nutrients. And she was like, no, I must eat buttered well, noodles for every meal. You know,
3: it's... It's rare that you say this about someone but she deserved to be hospitalized then <laughs> and she should be put she should be put in a different hospital for people who have the mental illness that they only eat buttered noodles. It's fucking dumb. No wonder she's naming them all these names. Her brain is as deleting itself. <laughs> it's literally like a bowl of spaghetti up there. Like she is out of her mind. <laughs> she is carb brain. It's literally. It's just a. Lo- it's it's just dough. Her brain now. It's dough. Yeah. It's like a pizza dough. Speaking
1: of Italian food, okay, I it's no time. Idea. Oh, for shit. Britney watch.
3: <laughs> oh baby, so, baby. That's the so theme song you know. every week. By the way.
1: So you know that obviously Aaron Bagwell and I are texting every day about Brittany. We, all we talk about is Brittany and okay, she was in Mexico, like out in the world in Mexico, which I am not okay with. She's Why? gallivanting at any moment. Someone could just pull up with a van and just grab her and she'd be gone forever. And we can't handle that.
3: <laughs> First of all, know what I mean? You <laughs> can, you can't even handle speaking about the possibility of it. I would be no. hosting this podcast alone if she was ever kidnapped. You would probably go down there couch. to fucking find her. Well, it's,
1: and she's just like out with like God knows who. I don't know if there's security guards with her. And she's just like have good for her that she's just like having a time. But like she it's clearly Britney Spears just like sitting at a table having dinner and she's wearing sunglasses and like thinks that she's fooling people. And she's
3: fooling absolutely no one. Well, the most important question is, did she get tableside guac? When you saw, I don't know, her. but now that
1: she's she's leaving Mexico and is apparently going to Italy to get her meatballs, little does she know that like well, they don't you? even really serve meatballs in <laughs> Italy. Get those it, sky miles, girl! And so she is going there, but is posting videos of her dancing in her house. So does she just have like banked videos of her dancing in her house that she's just like, I know the people need me dancing in dish rags on top and t- child's panties on bottom. Like I'm gonna say we- yes. Which- So, like, she just has those, like, at the ready to post whenever,
3: like, all's quiet. Here's the thing. I do believe that she does it, like, 14 hours a day. I think that's all she does. (laughs) It's her workout. It's, like, her calisthenics. You know what I mean? And she just keeps hitting, like, on and off with whatever her recording device is, like, every 10 minutes just to make, like, new snippets of it. That's probably what Sam Asghari did for the entire year and a half of their marriage. Just video her dancing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, what else? What else would he do?
3: <laughs> By the way, just a quick correction: uh, this Musk child's full name is Tau Techno Mechanicus. Oh, I'm tau, so glad that, in, that was cleared up. <laughs> as in the Greek letter Tau. Uh, that was also. I was in a fraternity in college. Did you know that Tau Kappa Epsilon, also known of as, of course, teak. you were, hmm? was a sh- frater Fr- in the bond. What's, how dare you say frauder <laughs> so excuse disgusting. me do not call your fraternity a frat would you call your country a cunt i actually heard people say that non uh, unironically to me in college when i referred to Did, fraternities as a frat was this
1: during your first marriage to a woman or your second marriage to a woman
3: how dare you spill all of my beans to the entire <laughs> world No, I wasn't married when I was in college, but I had a girlfriend in college, and while I was in a fraternity, I really tried that straight life. I really did. Oh, oh my God. uh, uh, What? What? what, what? Cher's Christmas album? Why? (laughs) What the fuck have we been waiting for? I don't know. I'm almost like, I was so excited when the cover art finally came out that I think I was like, I'm like post excited, and I just need the... I just need the, uh, will we call it an album now? Yeah. I just need the music to come out. The playlist. My review of the original cover art is that it looks like it was done by AI, uh, damaged AI. I don't know what the hair is doing. I don't know. Is she wearing (laughs) jenko pants? I I have no idea. I, I mean, you know, Cher is my favorite of all time. And I rarely will say, but like this photo... Not good. Then there was later in the day, I don't know if they instantly heard our cries, but this also looked like it was generated by AI, but a good version. Which and she's, she's like, just down an iceberg. live in a in a disco ball dress in Antarctica. And <laughs> strangely, in a later, in a later piece like, of art, that in that same dress, standing next to Darlene Love, who is probably three <laughs> feet shorter than her in that piece of art. Have you seen it?
1: No, but it's funny it's, that, uh, like, it's hilarious. there's not one, like, actual real, like, Christmassy thing about it. It's just, like, her, like, at the polar ice caps, like, thinking that that means, like, holiday, when it's really just, like, <laughs> do you know what I... I mean? It's not like she's, like, yeah. at the North Pole, like, with Santa. Like, she's just, like, simply at the polar ice cap. <laughs> like, she... on an expedition. Do you know what I mean? Like, she it's, is like, missing is... so many like, different ways.
3: Like, I am the North Pole. Oh! yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am Christmas. Um,
1: and obviously, like days before this drops, I sent you again my news source, Rebecca Bregman's news source, People.com's Instagram account that said, like us one of the hard-hitting stories was like, share secret to longevity, Colin. Like I wear jeans and have long hair. <laughs>
3: again, how and I sent it to you and I said people- I said, This is what you're missing. <laughs> Where do they'll submit that for a Pulitzer? Probably that story. I, <laughs> I do love that. The, that shares Christmas album that was just called Christmas. What, what else do you want from her? Like she's given you a, like what else do you want from her? She can't be bothered to like name the album. I mean, I don't even know the way she talks about it. She is, Cher is saying that it's like the best project she's ever done. Like <laughs> that this is like her favorite music ever. So I don't even know. At first, I was like, there aren't even any Christmas songs on it, I bet. I bet it's just going to be like it's just gonna be new her shit, like, like RuPaul's original Christmas album was, which was just like takes on Christmas songs. But she. Yeah. Uh, once she once she trot out Darlene love, it's like they're they're singing baby please come home on the album for sure. One of her duetists uh, is uh, Michael Bublé, so that's got to be like a real Christmas song as well.
1: All right, that gives me that gives me like I feel safe hearing those people a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a, whereas like remember Ariana Grande came out with an album called Christmas and Chill that was like, just not, like, I was like, can I hear one sleigh bell, like, in one of these songs? And it was like, absolutely not. You're going to get, like, techno, weird, like, I'm going to be absolutely crucified, by the way, for slamming this album. But, like, it's just not a Christmas album.
3: I, I haven't heard it. It's You I never it. will, because it's terrible. If there's no sleigh bell on it, it doesn't really count as a Christmas nope. album, though, I think. It's at got, all. It has to have that, for sure, yeah. just to even qualify well, I mean,
1: we could just shoot the shit all day and talk about share, but I feel like it's time to get to our,
3: hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what I got it. Bombus
1: All right. Well, we have one of the hosts of basically our sister podcast here today. Her name is Margot Donahue. She's had an illustrious career, but right now she is a podcaster and her show is called What a Creep. Basically, for all the people that are like, do Kanye West, do this person, do, you know, when we say no, they're not fixable. We can't fix these people. Margo's 100% done an episode on, about them on What a Creep. So if you're if you're if you're writing to me for the fifth time saying please do Kanye West, bop right on over to What a Creep and I'm positive. Am I wrong?
2: No, he's on our list definitely. His yeah, story, perfect. like some of them some of our creeps their story is still going. So we get a lot of suggestions all the time, but sometimes I, they're not done creeping.
3: No, and can when we, that, is it safe to say that What a Creep is is the home for the unfixable, perhaps? Because we, the fixable come here.
2: Well, you know, I would say that sometimes we say there's a path to redemption, so that's what I'm offering today, but a lot of our creeps are real fucking creeps. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there you go. Again, if you're, you know, <laughs> if if you've, for the fifth time, told me to fix someone and I've ignored you or said, I can't do that, bop on over to What a Creep. I'm sure Margot would be happy to give you my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Um, Margo,
1: thank you for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Can you give us like the 30-second spiel? I I feel like I did a good job of explaining your show, but give us the 30-second spiel about it.
2: Absolutely. So we are the podcast that talks about creeps from the past to the present. One of us talks about a creep, and then the other one, my co-host, Sonia, comes up with somebody who's a non-creep. So you don't leave feeling completely desolate about the world like it's not a total dumpster fire well that's this nice. week is special because we have kristen meinzer as my special guest because co-host sonia is in ireland and we will be talking about ilaria baldwin oh, yes, so, ah. oh
3: perfect. Uh, wow what a perf- some of our first faves. Of faves kristen, kristen <laughs> and, and ilaria Meinser, are yes. faves around here
1: kristen meinzer i got lunch with her today she's friend of the show love her to death We'll be having her be back best. on very soon. She, the best. She's the one that introduced us. And then obviously Hilaria Baldwin is like one of our, I mean, she's on the Mount Rushmore of of like this show, basically. So. Right.
2: And, and married to a huge creep. And we did an episode on him. And then a week later, there was the shooting on the set. So Stop. we had to take the episode oh down. Oh and then I was God. like, oh, this is going to change yeah. him. Right? He's going to be a nicer person. Not. No. 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 No,
1: no. So he it. went back up
2: again. Yeah.
1: Well, oh. <laughs> so
3: all that to say, <laughs> thank you for being with us. We're here. We are here this week to fix one James Thomas Fallon, known <laughs> colloquially as Jimmy Fallon, host of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, a Rolling Stone article came out a couple of days ago, basically equating the <laughs> workplace at The Tonight Show as being an emotional war zone. Uh, <laughs> there are good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days. He has very erratic behavior. He likely has a substance abuse problem. And there are rooms at The Tonight Show that the staff would refer to as crying rooms in my home, that is what I refer to. Literally every room in the literally. House is a crying excuse
1: room. you, Dominic. I
3: literally cry in almost every room, almost every day. It's <laughs> full. I am in full menopause where I just start crying for no reason for thirty seconds at a time, twelve times a day, and then move on as though nothing has happened. What does that have to do with James Thomas Fallon? Not a fucking thing. I just felt like talking about myself for about 15 seconds. Now that that's done. Margo, what are your general impressions? Current scandal, notwithstanding, What are your general impressions of Jimmy Fallon?
2: He's 48 years old. He's too old for this shit.
3: Quite Slam. frankly,
2: he's had that show for nine years now. That is too fucking old to not know how to treat people. It's too old to not know how a show works and it's too old to behave the way he behaves. He's this college frat kid douchebag. Sorry, not sorry. Slam. He's been using that as his humor for years, but he also uses it as a weapon against people. And it's he. It, I hope this is his come to Jesus moment because he really needs a shaking of the shoulders and somebody that's like, y'all got to get your stuff together right now because this is bullshit.
3: Uh, first of all, thank you for starting off with an absolute minefield, a series of character <laughs> detonations. That was fantastic. Um, We're on so a one like fan. <laughs> So not a fan, Margo?
2: <laughs> no, um, no, um, no. My friend worked on his book that he co wrote with his sister a long time ago. And uh, I said, what was he like? He's like, he was okay, but his manager was a real schmuck. And I huh. kind of see, yeah, that, that the inkling of what's going to happen.
3: I mean, like everyone, I was first introduced to him uh, on SNL in the late 90s and the early aughts. And I would always get very mad when I would see him on SNL because I'm a comic and I would get so mad at him breaking character all the time. And I hated that it was some sort of – I hated that SNL treated it as some sort of charming addition to yeah, like his in, in, personality. I, was, I, was I thinking thought it the was word terrible. Endearing. Yeah. yeah, because there were so many people on that show, and I can't, like, list everyone in his era, but, like, classic people who would never do that, like, trained performers, like, sketch comedy performers who were really up to the task. When someone breaks on SNL, it's obviously a viral moment and very hilarious, but it was par for the course with him. Like, he didn't... Mm-hmm. He was Jimmy Fallon in every sketch to me and just laughing about it. And so then when he was given The Tonight Show, I just thought, um... Well that life was meaningless and I I've, I've been right so far because I can't watch more than 4 minutes of the show.
2: I'm Ever. not a fan. I I never like there's that one sketch he did. You know there's the Beer Pong thing with the celebrities. Like every I'm like Johnny Carson had this show. He was an asshole, but that was a classy show. Like that yeah. was, you went there to promote stuff, right? And mm-hmm. then and it's become a thing where let's get Nicole Kidman to do jello shots. We, and it's all fake and phony and it's just stunts. And I think it's just to mask that he's not that great of an interviewer
3: the enthusiasm also at the older he gets the faker it reads to me it it's, just seems like he's playing a role he's doing some sort of like real life version of peewee herman and it's never been appealing to me you know where he's just like well, getting older right, and right. acting like a four-year-old but there's no there's no elegance or actual humor in what he's doing like there was with peewee it's just mm-hmm. he he's a man acting like a toddler God, I sound like such a snob, don't I? Good. That's, that's <laughs> well, the fucking brand. That's the Dominic, brand. You're not bitter.
1: Dominic, you're not bitter
3: at all. Like, at all. <laughs> Can I just, it's funny you say that because I'm actually only bitter. I have no other feelings than that. <laughs> Dominic, I'm aware of that. I know. Side of regret. <laughs> Welcome um, to your I pictures.
1: actually went to The Tonight Show once on the day after my birthday, or the day before my birthday, to see Celine Dion perform on the show. And it was her first <laughs> performance after her husband had um, died. She... Did you hear that thunder? No.
3: It was re- As you were just saying. Like, is, that Rene? Rene <laughs> is that Renee? It's Renee Angelil. R- He's <laughs> like raining down on the show. <laughs> Margot, you weren't uh, here during the intro, but Celine and Renee came up in the intro as well and he was probably or he's had it renee's had it. Yeah, he, well he's been conjured
1: he's he's been conjured since we spoke of him earlier now he's watching Take over my
3: morning, name which, out
2: of your yeah. mouth
1: yeah, he's like you little bitch he's
2: like, <laughs> 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 um, with a french accent
1: <laughs> i remember i remember watching him interview her and she's celine dion i will I would jump in front of a bus for and she's Absolutely batshit insane and was so fucking funny. And he was so terrible at like interviewing her mm-hmm. that I was like, this is so like, you don't even need to try. Like, this isn't, this shouldn't be hard at all for you to do this because she's out of her mind and on a runaway train with no brakes. Like, do you know what I mean? And you, all you have to do is just like, <laughs> like facilitate that, which is easy. And he, right. well, like, he has producers was so to help him. terrible, so terrible at interviewing her. And then even like the person that came on after her was um, Alicia Vikander, the actress. And the, she was uh, the Oscar like, winning actor. Yes. Like, and who is not batshit crazy. And like, he was terrible at interviewing her. Like it was just so, and I remember being like, I don't watch the show, but is this what people watch every day and say that it's good? Because it's not. Like, what the fuck am I watching? It's not.
3: I mean, it's not. It's it's sort of an industry joke that, like, every year the, the Academy, uh, the, the television uh, Academy goes out of their way to not nominate the Tonight Show for Best Talk Variety Series. Like, they nominate everything else every year but the Tonight Show. They snobs like us they do not like the show. He seems very disinterested in the guest, which is like the first problem.
1: <laughs> and then and then he just mumbles. Like he's very like doesn't know what he wants to say and I'm like, "You've been doing this for t-. Dominic and I have been doing this for not even 6 months, maybe 6 months, and we have like a rhythm that we've like gotten into and we like know how to do this. Like, you've been doing this for a decade. How do you not know how to interview a guest? It's crazy to me.
2: He has no curiosity. He has That's no a great
1: point yeah, curiosity wow. about
2: people. Yeah. That's you can see that coming from him. He's so impressed with himself and how cute he is. And everyone's just always given him an attaboy for being cute. And he plays guitar and he could do this impression and blah, blah, blah. He never looks like he actually cares about the person sitting in the chair. I mean, Letterman also had that problem. Like, well, you could tell when he hated somebody. But there is also, he seemed to have multiple interests, not just show business. He would never have an author on his show. He would never have a, a documentarian on his show. It's just always shtick. And, you know, they have producers set them up for these interviews and these people are trained by the time you're on the tonight show, you're a decent guest. You right. should be at least
1: when you're not, it like, should
2: not be that hard,
1: but you're also not like coming on the show, like with nothing to say. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. there's a reason that you're coming on the show and like, they've already scripted out basically the entire thing that you're talking about.
3: Can I go off topic for one minute? Cause Anything. I just have yes. to ask this, Chris. Yes. Do you, do you really think you would jump in front of a bus for Celine Dion?
1: <laughs> I love her so
3: much. Did you mean like if a bus was coming and she was in front of it, you would like push her out of the way?
1: Yes, yes.
3: Okay. I was wondering if like if she just showed up at your door and was like jump in front of this bus, that you would be like, (laughs) no, I I wouldn't. No,
1: I wouldn't. Throw yourself. But I'm like
0: cute. I'm just saying, like I love like
1: like (laughs) she's one of the very few celebrities that I would I like when she dies, I will be extremely upset.
3: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot recently about hyperbole for some reason, and I, I, what I say all the time when I love someone—it's a terrible phrase—but I'm always like, I would take a bullet for this person, and I say, like, I would take a in conversation, I'll be like, you know, I love share, I would take a bullet for share, and then I stop for a second, I'm like. I, I actually would not like if someone walked into a Seven Eleven and Cher and I were the only customers in there. I would stand behind. Use her as a human shield. Yeah. yeah, I would yeah, I absolutely. Do you would. believe
2: in life after love? <laughs> 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 I'm out the back door, baby.
1: Well, Not even that, but like she would like I mean the bullet would just bounce right <laughs> off of her at this point, right, yeah. like she's like yeah there's
2: yeah, there's, there's nothing penetrating those cheekbones,
3: yeah, that <laughs> also like- if I stood behind a chair, that's literally like putting a hoagie behind a toothpick, like it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I, she wouldn't protect me at all if I was no. back there. No
1: imagine share anyway being, wait, back pause. to james pot pa- no absolutely not back to, to jimmy fallon imagine share <laughs> being in a 7-eleven just imagine, <laughs> imagine just picture share being in a 7-eleven um
3: and that's all ice <laughs> what should i say? i should how should i should let's make the joke better i should have said an air one shouldn't i but yeah, no one yes, would even go into an air one with a gun would they she doesn't even she doesn't go to a grocery she doesn't know what a store is no. Cher hasn't had a full meal since 2006 <laughs> actually. No. Well, she Jeez. broke
2: up with someone this year, maybe she has.
3: Oh, you maybe think that share Cher... like get
2: and ice cream and
3: You have no. well, she does sell gelato now. Maybe that's why she opened yeah. the gelato yeah. truck. She had her heart broken. Yeah. I'm so sad to be single. I'm going <laughs> to eat dairy for the first time. I
2: believe in life after love. Slurp,
3: slurp. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, any Again, like, would just and make I a reality Cher- show about Cher. Just, <laughs> I mean, a perfect reality show is just Cher going into any establishment, period, done, anyway. anyway, Moving right yeah. along, right along. Mm-hmm. Back to Jimmy. Um,
3: so yes. Jimmy is not, this is not the first scandal to touch Jimmy Fallon. Do you remember a couple of years ago, people got very mad at him because Donald Trump appeared on the Tonight Show. Oh yeah! And rather than ask him even like one serious question, Jimmy played with Donald Trump's hair. So yeah. there was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of animosity about that. Even earlier than that, and uh, I'm getting my information this week uh, from this week's sponsor of Fixing Famous People, which is uh, <laughs> Newsweek.com. Uh, they've sent over. Uh, bags of cash for us to say because that's how <laughs> and news, and that's newspapers. how advertising works yeah right. sure yeah it's done in, in actual sacks like you see at cartoon banks um like the emoji uh, money sack i'm just not gonna stop am i in 2014 jimmy was allegedly involved in a bar fight while hanging out with friends in new york city he did not suffer any injuries but this was the first time when people were like um Jimmy has a drinking problem, and this is not the first time that he's been in fights before. Well, didn't well, he also hurt
2: his finger, right? Yes. Or his hand, his yes. ring finger?
3: When I, like, went to the Tonight Show,
1: it, that had, like, just happened, and they had to, like, sew his finger back on, basically. And when between, like, the interview and then, like, the performance, the musical performance, he comes mm-hmm. out into the audience and actually talks to the guests, like, to the audience. Like, he's like, who has questions? And then he, like, I, of course, raised my hand and asked the question. Like, you know, people were he, – he really did, like, come out and entertain the audience while we were waiting for, like, Celine Dion to, like, warm up. And one of the first questions was, like, is your finger okay? And he was like, yeah, it's better now. And then he, like, explained what had happened, and it was like – Cause he was like fucking wasted in his house and like fell down in the kitchen and like hit his hand, like on the thing and his ring, like basically like lacerated his hand off of his, or his finger off his.
2: That's like a Stephen King level. Like hurting yourself that
1: badly in your own home because you're wasted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: But that's a, but you know, if if we're fixing him, I I just took a shit all over him. So let me just say like from a loving space, I want to say like, if he has an issue, now's the good time to get, get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Get some help.
1: Promises, Malibu, baby. This is the time to just yeah. diss a fucking peer.
2: Yeah, because you know the, the the strike is happening, and I think it's great that he's one of the straight white guys, middle aged white guys that's you know done a podcast to help support his staff, the strike mm-hmm. force Five. But I mean, Sling. and I've actually been enjoying listening to that. But he he's the least interesting one. He's the least funny one. He's the least, you know, asked the, 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 the the least amount of questions. And I, I don't remember any funny joke. He said, John Oliver, like cracked me up the whole time. And they just, they're very droll, but he doesn't have that in him. That was a good time. It's not him,
3: but that's why, that's why the Academy never nominates that show because it's literally like putting like, a cartoon up against succession. You know, it's not, he just doesn't belong with the rest of them. I have not listened to that Strike Force Five though, but now I will um, just to hate It was him.
2: interesting because in episode <laughs> two, they were all talking about their staffs and like how big of a staff they have and how many people they're trying to take care of. The whole purpose they're there is to help cover these people, their mortgage and you know food, things like that. And Jimmy had no idea how many people worked for him. And then this comes out like two days later, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, he 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 outsources that." You know, we've all had bosses that are like that, right? Like they just like outsource their job to other people and they take credit.
3: Okay, well, there are shades of Ellen there in that aspect of it. Oh yes, we did
2: an episode about her, by the way, and Rosie. We did
3: two. We did two, and Rosie. Oh wow, yeah, there are Um, examples
2: in talk shows.
1: Sorry, too stop us, but, and Margo, I'm sorry that you're here for this, but Dominic, you keep saying the word literally, and I don't know why. <laughs> because on this podcast, I yeah, am so, I'm show, so sorry. And I say the word so much, That word. It's so bizarre. It's Everybody so bizarre. says that. That's the problem. So, I don't know what's <gasps> wrong. I don't know completely. if you don't want to be a part of this podcast. Like, I just don't know what's going on. Man, I, let me
3: just, if you, if you guys don't mind, just giving me the, the floor for a minute. Listeners, <laughs> I, if I have offended anybody in the past 15 minutes <laughs> by using the word literally instead of the word clitorally, I want you to know <laughs> that I would never make this mistake consciously. I believe in treating everyone equally, and I am literally the sorriest person you've ever seen right now. Let's move on. And that, my friends, is an apology,
1: which is what Jimmy Listen Fallon should up. do to his staff. <laughs> Listen <Yeah. laughs> up,
3: Kunis coochers! Oh, my God. That was there was a pre-COVID scandal as well where an old SNL sketch that Jimmy Fallon did where God. he wore blackface and impersonated oh Chris Rock was resurfaced. And it just, I mean, I don't really think it moved the needle on him either way because it was sort of like... Jimmy Fallon doing blackface, I would be expected, you know. Like I, I don't know, yeah. Especially I'm not during that time, yeah. It didn't, it didn't move the needle for me either way, and I don't think it did. I don't think he was tarnished at all. He released well, the statement was also- too.
1: I think that was also at the time when, like, everyone that was doing, like, things like that was being, like, revealed. So it's, like, that was just, like, a drop right. in the bucket of, like,
2: everything. And Jimmy Kimmel and Sarah Silverman. Yeah. There were a bunch of people that did it that, that shouldn't. I was shocked because, you know, growing up in the 80s, like, we were taught back, blackface is bad. And how, all of a sudden, the 2000s, people didn't seem to have a problem with it or, or didn't seem to understand, like, why that's a problem. Yeah.
3: Jimmy said, in 2000 and, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I am very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision and thank all of you for holding me accountable. Well, okay. I have to give him at least an A minus Yeah, no, that. that's, a, that's
2: an apology, and he hasn't sure. done it
3: since. No.
2: And also, that's know of. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of, but that's a whole Lorne Michaels of it all, too. Yeah, we can true. blame Lorne Michaels for yeah, a lot yeah, of this mess yeah. because yeah. he's pushed that guy along. Well, he hasn't done it now. since.
3: Can you imagine if he well, did do it one more time? He's he like, I just can't help it. I have to wear black his finger
2: all drunk. Ah! I believe
3: in life in- after love. In his <laughs> own crying room, like dressed as Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Going, Someone, please help me, please.
1: I mean, what else is there to say about Jimmy Fallon? It's like, it's. It, I want to hear like what do we know what the Egregious things are, or is this again like an we, we Ellen sure situation do. where we it's sure like, do? Okay,
3: now I'm quoting. Well, I'm I, these these quotes are from the Rolling Stone article. I won't say what site I'm reading those quotes from because it may or may not be Fox News because some they they, they had less ads and Us Weekly. I cannot keep scrolling through all of your fucking bullshit. This is why people.com is killing Us Weekly. This week's podcast, sponsored, of course, by Us Weekly. So, yeah. <laughs> one former employee said, it's a bummer because this was my dream job. Writing for late night is a lot of people's dream jobs. They're coming into this and it becomes a nightmare very quickly. It's sad that it's like that, especially knowing it doesn't have to be that way. The source said the behind the scenes environment would be described as ugly with Fallon displaying erratic behavior that led to constant shakeups in the show's leadership teams. Apparently they interviewed a a good chunk of, of former employees. And there were some producers of the show that did come out and defend him. But it took like a good 36 hours for them to get a team together to be like, hi, I was an associate producer on one segment that had uh, Bill Nye, the science guy on it. And Jimmy (laughs) Fallon was nice to everyone there. He ate a bagel. It was great. Like they they had a very hard time assembling like a defense. They had 30
2: people. The reporter reached out to 30 people that did not get back. Thirty people would not go on the record to say just what you just said. Something banal, like I had a good time, and this is what you say. We've all been through shitty jobs. Well, I learned a lot. You know, it was hard work, but I learned a lot, and then you move on to the next thing, whatever. There's none of that. Like, what is he doing? Like this, and like you said, it's he's criticizing their jokes, like in front of people. He's being insulting, and it's just like it's not okay.
3: I will say I wish that the article had a few more specifics. There were a lot of generalizations, like former employees were we were belittled and intimidated. Jimmy Fallon had outbursts that were unexpected and inconsistent. I want to, you know, like <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what words he screamed at people. That's that that's yeah. what I, I want to know. Who did he call the C word in that office?
1: Who did yes. he call the C word? I want the what was what was Lizzo's like dance captain's name? What was her fucking name? <laughs> Sh- ah, Shirley Shirlene Squiggly or Squiggly Squiggly. Like Shirley I need the Shirlene Squiggly like quotes. You know what I'm saying? Like I
3: need I need the-
2: a Tom Cruise recording. Like when Tom Cruise yes. lost his shit on the movie yes. set and lost his yes. goddamn mind. That that's time. what I want.
3: I yeah, and, need someone I, to say, I saw Jimmy Fallon get inebriated on Long Island iced teas at the Tonight Show holiday <laughs> party, walk out of 30 Rock and murder a homeless person. That's what I <laughs> By want. By the Christmas to tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stabbed a homeless person with a nutcracker.
2: <laughs> That's what we need.
1: Margo, you said this earlier, but like, it, I guess what? A lot of these stories about this kind of stuff, it does all lead back to Lauren Michaels. If yeah. you think about it, like mm-hmm. SNL, everyone says, is like absolutely fucking brutal. Like it is the hardest job ever. Like no one knows how Keenan is still alive because he's been doing it for like 90 million years. Like they're like, I don't know how he's a, a person still. They have all said that it's like the hardest job you could ever have, that you never sleep. You're like always just it's backbreaking. Then I read the 30 Rock book that was like the, mm-hmm. that expose on 30 Rock and all of the writers were like, we would write all day long, just write through the lunch. Like we would just work so hard that we would then go back to Tina's house, sit in her living room while she like put her daughter down to sleep and like would write until three o'clock in the morning where we would like fall asleep on her couches, all go home, take showers and then go back to work. Like nights would end at four o'clock in the morning, like regularly because that's, that's how much they worked they on. Worked and then more recently, think about the other two that was like canceled in that weird way where it was like the creators were horrible to everyone. And it was Chris Kelly who was like the head writer of SNL for like a million years. Someone made a joke about like, oh, a well, Lorne Michaels doesn't like make anyone that's not a monster or something like that. It's like there is something in the water there where they learn to just like overwork everyone and like just yeah. treat everyone like fucking garbage cuz like yeah. how many shows run by people that have like been anointed by Lauren Michaels have just like had this exact same thing come out about them
2: he owns all them he owns their show he literally owns them like any ideas they have That's they have to bring him but- first He's usually a producer on all of their things. His whole tactic, I know a lot about Lauren Michaels, because I know people who've worked at SNL and I've read a lot about it. His whole move is that he'll make a meeting with you and let's say, let's meet at three o'clock in my office, and he'll make you wait for three or four hours before he'll see you. And there's no apology, I last one nothing. Day with that. I can't I cannot
1: yeah. what is he doing? Yeah, DMV?
3: No. Like this is that that is yeah. appalling behavior. He's my dentist. I
1: yeah. I would pay. $7,000 to be in that office when Dominic eventually walks in and just goes like this to him.
3: Literally. <laughs> I, would I, wouldn't, I wouldn't walk <laughs> in that office. I would kick the door in at the 3, door twelve down. if the meeting was at 3. And I would just say, are you fucking kidding me? And then I would spin <laughs> on heels and walk out. And I would pray they try to stop me so I could just pound my fist into the elevator button and get on it like Miranda Priestley.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a fun environment. They're under a tremendous amount of pressure. And that's just like, I don't know what he did even before Saturday Night Live. I guess he was a stand-up comic. I never, I didn't hear from any of his stuff before that. But that's what he learns from. So maybe that's all he knows and he doesn't know to behave better. I don't know.
3: I will but say this, that be I, like call. I, I defended Ellen slightly when we did, when we talked about accusations against her as well, because those... You know, any sort of talk show, any piece of entertainment of uh, in that genre that's putting out hundreds of hours of television a year, it it is a grind. I mean, to have yeah, to seem hard, hard and work. fun and fresh every day, that is – that you couldn't have a staff big enough. That's why those staffs are so big because you couldn't just have like – one supervising producer that's supervising every episode there's just too many guests there's too many bits and it's it's a it's a very very giant machine and so a lot of t- there are dozens of people working at shows like this that the host is just not aware even exist i give that a little bit of a pass because it, there's it, there's almost no way that anyone could even let the host interact with every below the line person at a show of this magnitude. But when you do have people from every level of the call sheet coming forward and saying someone's a nightmare, that's when you sort of have to be, th- that's when you have to be concerned. Do we think he comes back to the show? Is the show still on right no. now?
1: No. Right? No. Is it still no. on? No. no. It's stopped. No.
2: Because he has, he can't without writers and he supports the writers. And you're right. That's he why lit- yeah, he truly
1: he truly yeah. can't without writers. You're right.
2: No, I'd like to um, think in this downtime he'll get he'll get some help and then maybe there will be in some systems in place like you said like there's a, a hotline number people can call if they're having a problem if they you know they, you know he just needs to be more engaged with the people who work there
1: well and i'm saying do you think he comes do you think when this ends does he come oh out yeah. of the shower do you think oh they, yeah or do NBC you think they doesn't, bring it to someone
3: else yeah
2: he makes money
3: do you yeah, think sure. that I will hear a commercial on 1010 10 Wins tomorrow morning that says, were you a victim of Jimmy Fallon's erratic behavior? Come to our offices and have Megan Kelly smack some adulthood into you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> am I in a cab in
2: 2000?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that, Margo, you have just nailed my entire brand. Honestly, I am literally... I am a, a literally Dominic Cupa. I am literally a taxi cab from the year 2000. <laughs> I am the level of entertainment you heard in the back of a cab, and that is why I keep talking about my comedy shows on this podcast. And everyone listening to it is like, Is he a comedian? Right? <laughs> I, I.
2: I actually miss 1010 Wins in the cab. I hate those screens that they had and they would have like one program because I live in Brooklyn. It takes forever to get home.
3: Dominic still listens to 1010 Wins like every day. <laughs> oh every God. day. I listen to 1010 because they're now on 92.3, where K Rock used to be in New York. They're oh, now, Stern. yep, where the 1010 Wins on 92.3 FM because now they're an FM station. I and don't
2: even know if any of my radios work.
3: Uh, I listen on the Odyssey app on my oh, phone. wow. Yeah, also is Odyssey sponsor. paying? Are they paying for yeah. a slice of this week's pie? Thank you, Odyssey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is our podcast on Odyssey? Odyssey? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, it's a great. Well, I mean, it's ten ten. Oh, I like That's Odyssey. It's
1: a great app yeah, to listen to ten ten wins on. It, they should be a sponsor. We talking about music with wins. it. That's a way an to get to ten ten
3: wins. It. That said, do we think it's time to do some pitching? Sure. I think
1: so. Now, Margo, as you know. We will both pitch ideas. You will give us feedback if you would like. You can weigh in. And then at the end of this, you decide who you think is the winner, um, whose pitch should be sent to Jimmy Fallon. Love it. Jimmy Fallon, you're never nominated for an Emmy. You are horrible at your job. And you make way too much money. And someone way younger could be bringing in a better audience for your show. And you know that. So what you're going to do is you're going to do what every late night person that gets booted off should do. And you are going to take the best part of your show, which was the wheel of musical impressions. You are going to leave the Tonight Show. You are going to let them, and you're going to say, I should leave. Let NBC fill your, your spot with someone else. Like, do it amicably so you're in good favor with NBC when they give you the Wheel of Musical Impressions, a new game show on NBC Primetime, Thursday nights. What it is, is it is going to be celebrities, real people, people off the street, like someone's grandma, a drag queen, a, like a comedian, an influencer, all doing the game becomes so famous on the Tonight Show, which is the Wheel of Musical Impressions, where you pick a song, it's like a lullaby or like a nursery rhyme, and you sing it as if a celebrity or a singer would sing it. And it's basically Ariana Grande did, did Celine Dion on this game, which then made Celine Dion very upset. And then she ended up making really? fun of, yeah, making fun of um, Ariana Grande whenever she did it. And she, when I watched Celine Dion do this game, She was singing Hush Little Baby, Don't Say a Word, but as Sia. And at a certain point, she turned to the band and gave them a wink, and they started playing Chandelier. And she started singing the words to Hush Little Baby to the tune of Chandelier. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life, and one of the most impressive things vocally I've ever seen. Things like that are happening every day on the show. I you feel
3: know, like your are your Bob the Drag Queen's some-
1: coming on to do Whitney Houston. Like, uh, Jane Lynch is coming on to do Britney Spears. Britney Spears is coming on to do Britney Spears. Uh, I like Christina that you're Aguilera using something is coming on, on to do Britney to Spears. To save Jimmy Fallon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, all
1: kinds of celebrities can show up, like fun people in the press, like viral TikTokers can come on and do this same game. And there could be a competition element where... It's three people. They all have to do an impression. Someone gets eliminated. The next person comes up. Then someone gets eliminated. That kind of a thing. But he basically goes to a game show, and it's very funny, and it's the best part of his his version of The Tonight Show. That is what I think he should do. I think it wipes this like clean because I don't think – Ellen did not come back from this. Many other people did not come back from this, and I don't think he's going to do it either. And that is my pitch.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: Interesting. Jimmy Fallon you have a job that is the envy of l- literally anyone literally in- jimmy fallon you have a job that is the envy I'm, of no i'm so sorry everyone. i have to
1: stop you i have yeah. to what is
3: happening
2: <laughs> it's Are all you falling okay? apart i even heard it
3: it's all falling apart I'm concerned. We, our, our podcast fans, is falling apart.
1: Our fans are going to be writing in left, right, and center. Concerned, they're going to cross that the not, picket line. That you're not. They well. are
3: literally. They're going to. <laughs> Do you think people will pick at the podcast?
1: Because I can't say literally. They are going to be nervous. They're going to be concerned.
3: I forgot to tell That's you all. that a listener said to me last week they want me to address the amount of times that you say. Here we go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: another one. That's another one that everyone always says.
3: I never, I'm my say. mother, I never noticed it until he brought it up, and now it's all I hear. That and I never, tricks. never noticed it. Um, it's uh, Jimmy Fallon. I use that
1: as a way, I use that as a way to like make people react whenever they're not reacting.
3: Got it. Um, kind of feel, Margot, that. Uh, my pitch has been deliberately derailed by my opponent, <laughs> and I would like that <laughs> to your decision as okay. I begin it. James Thomas Fallon, you literally have thank you the most enviable job and show, but you are the host of the fucking Tonight Show. I mean, is has anyone met Johnny Carson's mantle? Absolutely not. The show has not met that. Either the show with each successive host has become less cool, less funny, and you have just taken it to new heights. Where like it's it's sort of like an a a sanitized adult cartoon hosted by someone who (laughs) is apparently now mean. So this is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna kick this genre in the testicles because all of these straight white men late night network shows. let's take this format and make it adult. The old Tonight Show, they used to literally smoke and drink on the show. (laughs) Rule number one, bring it back. Rule number two, move the Tonight Show to Peacock or somewhere else where we can swear. And if Jimmy Fallon's an asshole, let him be a little bit of an asshole. Let him have a scotch before the show. And be like, Nicole Kidman, you're going to do these fucking jello shots or what? Like, make it an adult version of The Tonight Show, which we have not had since Johnny Carson stepped down. Lean into being the asshole. Make fun of this article. Have a character on The Tonight Show who's covered in padding who you beat on the show every night with a paddle. Just... Tell a joke about it being a bad place to work while also making it a non-toxic place to work. And that should also, and I'm sure this is part of Chris's pitch as well, like obviously fix yourself. Like fix your workplace. Don't make people say they have to commit suicide, even though I, I think that was a bit of an exaggeration. Don't let anyone have a crying room at your office. Just take more charge of it, and don't run and hide. You can only go up from here, Jimmy Fallon. You have an established brand. You've tried to ruin it, but still people watch it. Get yourself nominated for that Emmy. Move the whole fucking thing to Peacock. Please stay dressed nicely, but have a scotch before you come out every night. Oh, move it to Peacock. And that is, is my really pitch. Good. Move it to Peacock or anywhere gotcha. where he could, where if, if, it's, if you're paying for it, They can do whatever they want on that show. And that's, I mean, my biggest problem with the product itself, I'm sort of weaving that into fixing Jimmy Fallon. Like, fixing Jimmy Fallon is just sort of like a standard... HR video. Don't make people fucking cry at work. I don't think he's Mm -hmm. hit somebody, but that's an important part of it. But I feel like it's because he's not suited for the show they're giving him to. He's probably in a bad fucking mood at work every day. Make it again, an adult version of the tonight show. You know, what's legal in New York state smoking weed. Do you know where the tonight show is filmed? New York state. Just smoke that on set for fuck's sake. If they won't let you shoot it in 30 rock, go on the roof. Shoot the fucking thing up there. Move it to Peacock is like a that's wow, wow wee wee wow as they say. That's like in the A block, block for me for this uh, <laughs> yeah. article. articles Move it, for this uh, pitch. It's move it to uh, yeah wowie and wow. this is literally the end of my pitch, Margot. The floor is
2: yours. Uh, I I like both of those ideas. I think I'm gonna have to go with you, Dominic. I think that's a uh,
3: deserved, it, it, well deserved. Yes, thank you. Thank
2: you you know, think of yourself as a character like Larry Sanders you know, exaggerate certain parts of your personality and then just have that be on camera and be in on that joke.
3: Yes. Right.
2: Then you're not miserable. Then you're not faking being a nice guy. And then you're not, you know what I mean? And then you put your energy into that and then you're going to be, they're going to release some of that tension and you're going to be a more decent human being. And it doesn't have to be that hard. And I love this idea of like a live version of, you uh, you know, for on Peacock, maybe they just do it live like every day. And have like a cocktail hour or something, and and that's another thing you could do. But definitely like create a Jimmy character, a Fallon character that's a little more edgy, and a little bit more like I said, a Larry Sanders type, and that that would be what I would do. But Almost also like get the guy, old Colbert,
3: you know. like uh, the the comedy yes. central Colbert, like uh, along those lines, you know. Yeah, I don't. And- know, I, my. My, I that is such a brilliant idea. The only problem with it, I I hope he would be talented to pull that off and not laugh as well. Can he act? I mean, that's
1: that's the concern. I mean, mean, not for nothing, pull a Dean Martin and just be like straight up blackout drunk the whole time. Do you know what what I mean? Remember those old, like like, when they would, when Dean Martin would be like hosting like a variety show and they were like, he was truly obliterated the whole time. Like he didn't even know that what is, his lines were. Right. And Hollywood Squares. I used to watch when loved I was a it. kid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hollywood Squares. They were all trashed when they did that show, but it was hilarious. And I laughed because I was just a little kid, my parents thought it was hilarious to watch, you know, yeah. Brett Summers and people, you know, Joan Rivers being toasted. And I mean, talking. it's yeah. just,
3: I love when I catch an old match game and I can clearly see that Charles Nelson Riley's been drinking for probably six hours. That is my crack. <laughs> it's uh yeah, for yeah. real. I mean, they and they would talk all the time about the old Hollywood Squares and match game, like but they would take many episodes a day and they were fucked up by the end of the day. And you could see it. You could oh, see so- in the delivery from some of these people and just what what a good time. Now I'm waiting for someone to write in that, like, yeah, people were being like Drunkenly beaten backstage. I <laughs> mean, well, they were, mean, they were like, pray. they yeah. were like, they were like sexually assaulting women on stage.
1: Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they were like, It was on day camera, day. so everything yeah. was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, like, like it Without wasn't the uh, sexual It assaults, wasn't all. Yes. Like, it wasn't all sun, sunshine, and rainbows. Like, it was bad. Like, it wasn't great. But all that aside,
3: <laughs>
1: Chris, your mom. I mean, like, remember wasn't when, even David, when these shows were coming out? Come on. Remember when? Remember when David Letterman was like. For, was it Jennifer Aniston that he was like forcing her oh, to kiss gross. him? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's yes. like been sexual assault on these shows. Like, it's oh, yeah. not a secret, and that doesn't—that's not he an excuse. That's sleeping just simply with a fact. His
2: uh, he was sleeping with his assistants, right? Like, oh, yeah, it was. A, yeah, like those are the people that got breaks on his show. It was like, but but the only break they got was like just to the bed. <laughs> <But laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know <laughs> what?
1: You know what? We didn't even bring up. Dominic and this this is my fault remember when Nicole Kidman went on the tonight show and she was like remember when we hung out once and he was like no and she was like yeah I came to your apartment and like wanted to meet you and like yes. go on a date and instead you were like playing video games with your friends and like didn't give me the time of day and then like the next yes. week I met Keith Urban and he was literally wow. excuse me oh my god no I did it and he literally." Was just like looking into the camera with his eyes like glazed over, like what?
3: <laughs> wow! Do you remember that? I I vaguely yeah. So he sure is an asshole.
1: Even that. Nicole Kidman couldn't get his attention. You know, well, he was mean to her. Um,
3: maybe he's one of us. Maybe he just our AMC maybe Nicole Queen. Kidman. Well, if he if he doesn't notice when Nicole Kidman walks in a room, maybe he was waiting for Keith Urban to walk in a room. <laughs> Ooh, how dare you? Dominic. Also, looks so much like Meg Ryan, he would probably ignore. <laughs> he, her he thought
1: it was Meg Ryan as yeah. well. He would, right. he would think he was Meg Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the, That's one of the funniest jokes you've ever said on this show. I
3: you- <laughs> he always reminds me of Meg Ryan. I don't know why. Well, because he looks like Mike Ryan, they it's look alike. That's
1: why. Like, yeah. There's anyway, this, we can talk about Mike They have Mac the Ryan shiniest
2: oil, skin. Yes. Nicole Kidman is. Yes. They have the shiniest goddamn skin. I'm so jealous. They look so dewy. We love her.
3: I we think her. that she moisturizes every four to seven minutes. It's pretty known. If you, sometimes I think she you catch her at baby's blood or no. something,
1: <laughs> Some, <sighs> someone is paid. Someone is paid to do that for her. 100%. To touch her face? So you don't think she's yeah. even touched her face in the past No, she's just, someone's years. coming around and slathering her with something.
2: Mm-hmm. They
3: brush I her teeth as well. <laughs> I do love the word
1: slather. I mean, she doesn't know how to work her hands. Remember whenever she was clapping like this, with her hands up? like yeah. Because she like, couldn't clap? Yeah.
3: Well, because anyway. she was created in a lab with some sealed DNA. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> why her skin's also so shiny and smooth. Because <laughs> it's like blubber. It. It's like well, I am doing a victory lap right now, Margot. Thank you very much for the gift of a of a win. Yeah, you. The gap out. is widening. Listen, a much deserved win for you, Dominic. You
1: did. De- you deserve every that. single. No, that was great.
2: That you you earned it.
1: I appreciate um, that. Thank you, both. Margot, again, tell people where they can find you. Where can they find your podcast?
2: Thank you. So it's What a Creep podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and you could find me. I, I'm going to dead name it. It's Twitter. It's not X um, at Brooklyn Margot. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my other uh, social media, it's Brooklyn Fit Chick, and I'm at Margot Donahue on TikTok, so please follow me and let me know that you listen to the show.
3: I mean, thank you so much. That's the funniest joke of the hour, right there. Just yeah. because. 100%. I mean, in case you, I mean, Elon Musk is at war with one of with one of his kids who is trans. That is, I know. Fantastic, Margot. Yeah, I feel you. like you should win this week for that joke, even though it yeah, was brava. not related brava I'm
2: worship. taking a victory lap in my apartment when we're done <laughs> ah,
3: you should be turning
2: on my air you conditioning
3: <laughs> Dominic where can people find yes. you well they can find me at my website which is com, or on all the socials at Dominic Pupa Chris before we leave one quick question where can the people who listen to this <laughs> podcast find your ass
1: <laughs> so dumb <laughs> You can find me at the Christa Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Leave a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. I wish you both well, very much so. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Goodbye.